0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Joel Kelp Cake Unedited. That's me. It's your boy. I'm back again. Yes, I'm wearing a pink shirt. Get the fuck over it. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Um, thanks, everybody, that's checked out the last couple episodes. I loved having kind of like a learning video with Julian. It was tight. Darius's episode was sick. I know I had a lot of positive feedback on that uh steve from within the ruins was fucking rad because that was really just me hanging out with my friend on video um you know my next guest i'm so pumped on this guy and i go fucking 10 years back at least um you know he's in a great band um he comes from another well technically he's in two great bands he's also an audio engineer um and a recording studio guy uh i have not had to gotten to have like a, a record producer on the show yet, so I wanted to fucking do that because they're part of our industry and they part their business is also suffering and also their feedback is important and also Chris is a fucking sick ass dude. So, uh, Chris, what's up, bro? What's up, dude? How we doing, dude? Great, you know. So for those of you that don't I'm know, living Chris, the dream. Oh hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. So those of you who don't know who Chris is, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. He plays drums and Body Snatcher, which is. One of the best heavy bands coming up right now. They've really exploded in the last two years. Uh, we've done some work together, um, both on an interior and an exterior level. Like Chris has always been a solid dude. He used to play drums in uh, the, in my opinion, probably the most underappreciated heavy band of the previous decade, which was King Conqueror. You know what I mean? Thank so, you. of course, of course, dude. You know, a lot of people. I think I feel like wrote, wrote King Conquer off because you guys were on media scare. You know what I mean? Which yeah, just, yeah fair, for sure. I get King it. <laughs> especially, sorry, I get all the albums backwards. But the last record you guys released, I think it was uh, 1776. No, no, no. The what the dude. Was that the one with the dude on the front?
1: No, that was America's Most Haunted.
0: Okay, that's when I found out about your band was that record, and I was like, yep. yes, man. You were oh. you tour
1: you tour managed a, a tour that that we that yeah. we were on right when that album came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. I think
1: T- 2010. <laughs> that
0: was like one of the last times I tour managed too. As, you know, as I, Blood
1: Runs Black, dude. Oh yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Right? What? It was that tour, I think.
0: Yeah, th- it was. And
1: it as blood in the midst of well, I
0: think I I think we had like met once or twice because I, I booked K- I remember I booked King Conquer like once or twice mm-hmm. like uh, somewhere in the Bay. Who fucking knows with how old I am these days? You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't remember a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? So, but you know like you're a body snatcher now, which is fucking sick. You know I know that history. I'm not really going to ask about it. I don't think it's important. Um, that's not what we're here to talk about. I want to yeah. talk about you, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know King Conqueror, and I know most of King Conqueror history, and I love all those fucking boys. Um, so before I ask you about your history, I got one real question that I know everyone is going to want to know the answer to.
1: And we're so, going to start
0: with it. And I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, so my fucking bad. <laughs> Are we getting any more King Conqueror music or a final show or anything? A uh, final
1: show might be in the works right now, actually.
0: Tight that is sick. Let me know yeah. when it is and I will fucking fly out.
1: Yeah, it's uh I mean originally it was supposed to be this year but that's not happening anymore. But um
0: well, obviously nothing's happening this fucking year. It,
1: yeah, exactly. But um yeah, no, when it happens, I mean one we we want it to be like we have to get the bands that we want on it. You know what I mean. And oh. if we and if we can't do that, then we're just gonna keep putting it off until we can. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and it, it, and it also sucks because a lot of the bands that we would really want on it probably won't even think about doing it. But like, I want deserters on it. Yeah, I, I I don't give a fuck what Will and Maddie say. Like, I want that band to play a dessert yeah. set at our last show because they were like our best friends back then. Mm, I remember that. And, what uh, aren't
0: they? Didn't didn't one of them do a new band or isn't didn't they? They're, like, they're all in they a new band Matt or something.
1: They're all in in a new band right now called um, uh, All But Six. Oh okay. And uh, I actually mixed that record and I mixed it like three years ago, and they just put it out like a couple months ago.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Is it all the same dudes that were in Deserters?
1: Yep. Same singer, same guitar player, same drummer.
0: Just should have just kept the name the same. It's not like Media Scare is going to come collect.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I know. I know. We can King Conquer put out a song without even saying anything, and like yeah. no, nobody said anything to us.
0: Well, I'm sure most of those contracts aren't even relevant this far in the future, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, but who I, I do knows?
1: I do know that we can't re-release those songs ourselves ever. Which like, sucks.
0: You can't re-record or anything?
1: I don't think so. There uh, I had um I had Mike Milford look over the King Conqueror contract. Oh, yeah. uh, well, actually while we were at NAM together,
0: Oh, that's uh, right. We talked yeah, about... Yeah, know, okay. and he, and he oh, called me. I was that, pretty drunk that name I'm sorry. Yeah, you same.
1: No, I was too, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember he called me and was like, yeah, you guys are fucked. Damn. That sucks. But whatever. I feel like...
0: I'm sure, it, I'm sure there's ways around it. I'm sure you'll figure it out at some point in time.
1: Yeah. It's just one of those things, like, the amount of work that I'll have to go into it, I just don't feel like it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm so busy as it is. Yeah. and 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 yeah. I, I... Like... Body Snatcher is such an an easier band to be in because we all, with the lineup that we have right now, everybody everybody works so good together and we like don't argue and everything is just like, you know, as per as perfect as it could possibly be in a band when it comes to how well our members get get along. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's just not King Conquer is just not another thing that I would want to try for again because of the amount of stress it was. Oh, uh, dude, I, yeah,
0: I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah, like, I know I've been, um, I've been talking with, uh, I don't know if you guys ever met each other, but Taylor, the guy that sang for Moria, is like one of my best, like, IRL friends. I feel like you have probably met. I probably, like, introduced you or something.
1: Probably at some point.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, the last label they were on was like a subsidiary of another label who folded and, like, had, and got basically Sony absorbed all the assets, but like all the contracts were only for five years. Like it was back when people weren't pieces of shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so he like, can't get the Spotify back or anything. And like, and like, he's like, I own, I have the contract I have like, and Spotify won't do anything for him. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to help him get a hold of that's Sony, but it's like,
1: yeah, that's the crazy about. thing about King Conquer too. Is that like, I don't, we, we put out two records on media scare, two full links. Uh-huh. And they both had like, we had like pretty decent like release schedules for those, except for we never had any music videos. Yeah. <laughs> but like our pre-orders and stuff, we always had like good pre-orders for both those albums, and our, yeah. and, our and our streamings, uh, our streams back then like w- were good. You know, I mean, we went from in a year we went from twenty thousand Facebook likes to a hundred thousand in one year, and that yeah, was, no, be- it was before ads. You know, and we never got we've never been paid a single cent from any, any of our merch stores ever. And we never been paid a single cent from any, any streaming services ever.
0: There has to be a way to like make something happen from all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows these days? Seriously though. Yeah. Sorry. My fucking incense keeps blowing in front of the camera. (laughs) You're good. Um, yeah, dude. Well, well. Anyways, so hit me with, like, I want to know about, like, Little Chris. You know what I mean? Like, before you got jacked and were covered in tattoos, like, what was your intro? Like, how did you get into, like, how'd you find your way into heavy music? I mean, I know um, it's easy living in Florida because of fucking remembering ever. Yeah,
1: Florida is, like, dude, when I first started going <laughs> to shows, I mean, I, it was, it was like, 2002, I think. Okay, okay. Fuck, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: so we got, into the, we got into music that, like, this scene right around the same time that it's
1: time yeah so i um basically like like middle school let's start like sixth grade ish Mm um i was like i was big into corn you know what i mean and like stuff like that and then so this was probably 1999 okay and so come like year 2000 i'd say either seventh or eighth grade so my, my parents used to go to church and they would uh, we went to like this youth group thing. Right. Church. And the pastor of our church was like this dude with uh, with long hair and tattoos. And he would take us to Atlanta Fest. So year 2000, I go to Atlanta Fest. I'm in middle school. And uh, basically that guy shows us like embodiment. It shows us Zayo. And uh, those that's are sort of you know, those were like the two like metalcore OG metalcore Christian bands back then, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I remember hearing I'm dim- I the name
0: Embodiment, and mi- that's been a minute, dude. Yeah, that's like,
1: yeah. And uh, so I heard this song by Zayo called or the album Where Blood and Fire Brings Rest, oh, God. and yeah. uh, ever since then, I was like, I was like, all right, I need to look up more bands, and then I found like uh living sacrifice and this was like while i was still going to church you know what i mean and then uh you know got, yeah. pa- got past the church stuff after i started listening to more heavy music and then yeah. i i started getting into um i got into kill switch and Gage really heavy i got into and I then mean who, i mean who didn't
0: honestly like let's be real
1: yeah then poison the well opposite december and it was like from there in game that was that's the best album in the world still the best album in the world and uh you know my my brother adam who you know adam too um he he um started a band called dark skies have fallen and i was summer of eighth grade or something like uh, that that's,
0: that's a very adam band name like yeah and you know and he it was, thought it was the sickest fucking thing dude
1: yeah and uh so this was like probably uh, like summer 2001 ish yeah yeah a- and um there was this band from florida they're like a crust punk hardcore band like like really fast punk band but like okay, they, okay. everyone in the band was like crust punk kids though. and uh they're they called evil existence they actually toured a lot and uh they got they got fairly big, but my brother started this band with the drummer and bass player of a band called Evil Existence, and um, it was like a black metal hardcore band in a sense. It was really cool, actually, and there was there was no other bands doing that. You know, this was two thousand one. There there was not like a, a a band that had hardcore kids in it that was playing black metal riffs at the same time that i could think of you know yeah and um so they played one show and that was the first show i ever went to and then after that evil existence started touring and my brother was like hey you got to learn how to play drums and i was a freshman in high school and i was like all right and then he gave me this this two song demo that they had and he's like, learn this. <laughs> so I literally sat there and tried to pick apart these drum parts as best I could and taught, yeah. taught myself how to play it. And then I played a show seven days
0: later. That's so tight. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. That's
1: and insane. It, it sucked really bad, but I did it. You know? I mean,
0: hey, man, I don't think anyone's first foray into this was, was tight. No. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: but then, so then we changed after that, that it was that band for like a year and we ended up changing the band to a band called a horror story. And, um, we, we actually toured as a horror story in like 2004. We, we went all the way to New York and back with, uh, you know, AJ Letcher. Uh, does that name sound you, you remember that band, the, S- the storm? Yes. Or you remember, uh, Congo. Remember that band? Yeah. yeah so the the storm we toured with that band in 2004 oh, okay, okay, yeah. and um dude back then it was so crazy 2004 like internet wasn't big you know what i mean no, like i don't yeah. i don't even know if myspace
0: uh oh no, it was it was yeah
1: okay so i'm pretty sure we booked that whole tour that was with like myspace
0: the, that was like the beginning of the like myspace was already around but that was like the beginning of the MySpace boom, I would say. Yeah.
1: Because before that we were using like live journal and stuff like that to promote shows. And oh, we would like, Venga and
0: all that shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, I mean, we were like super heavy into printing flyers and stuff like that. But so we booked our own tour. We also, we also had a lot of, uh, contacts that we stole from love is arson. Sorry, Dan DeFonts, but we booked our own tours off your list for like a couple of years. All right. <laughs> um, bless you <laughs> um but yeah so we booked our own tour and it was insane with the first show we ever played out of state in 2004 was in Somerville South Carolina and I remember this place like this show there I think there was 250 people paid and it was literally only because we weren't from South Carolina like that's how show if you were a band that was from out of state Every kid in the scene would go see you. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like,
0: it was so sick. I mean, I feel like that's how it used to be like back in the day. Like everywhere, I'm, yeah. You know, geography of California. Like I, I've talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like there was that tour where it was, uh, it was the for the Fallen Dreams, the Changes album release store. It was My Daughter, My Bride, and all the girls for mm-hmm. the Fallen Dreams, and I think Straight from the Path was the opener. I don't mm-hmm. remember, but I literally booked that show, Chris, in salinas santa cruz and san jose i booked the whole <laughs> week and each showed it over 300 kids so nuts 45 minute drive from each other like mm-hmm. because like all three scenes were cracking i put different locals on every show and it was just tight dude like people probably flippin'. 10 10 bucks a show or eight bucks a show or something Yeah, i didn't even care back then. Uh, dude i mean yeah. the people the rest of the team at Pinup that works with me like on the production side they're mad because i still am like we don't do more than $10 tickets for shows. Like unless the band's huge, they're yeah. like, dude, you should be making way more money like, and not struggling to, to stay a company and not having to all volunteer because you won't raise the ticket price. And I'm like, dude, that's just how I am, bro. Like tickets should be 10 bucks, bro. It's just yeah. fucking. music.
1: Yep. That was the thing. Yeah. When, when we were playing shows back then, it was all $5 shows, $4 shows. And so it busy. was, it was so sick. I, I would, I mean, if if gas
0: wasn't a thing, I would gladly do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I, I kind of liked how like I know Norma Jean's not everyone's favorite band right now, which is understandable because. But
1: they did that house show tour. I've been wanting to yeah, do that forever. Dude, it was,
0: I thought that was so sick, mm-hmm. dude. Like, and the fact that it wasn't just like three or four shows; it was like two weeks.
1: Yeah, that's what, like tours, some dude. some of King Conquer's best shows on tour were house shows. Were house shows, yeah. and they, and it wasn't even like it's not like we didn't get paid. We still got paid and we still sold a bunch of merch, but there was like playing shows in basements and it was violent as hell. And nobody could kick anybody out unless they, they were like, got beat up bad enough to get thrown out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was, it was so sick.
0: Dude, Yeah. That's fucking, that's what it is, dude. That's how it should be, dude. That's, <laughs> oh man. I miss God,
1: those days. Same. Every show is like that. There was no security for the first, like, eight years I was going to shows. There wasn't security. It was just yeah. people that you had to know. You had to know people. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if yeah. someone was acting a fool, they'd get kicked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, and I, I love back in the day because, like, you know, not to blow the lid off. Like, not that that many people are going to watch this, but, like, how things are these days. It's, like, I remember back in the day, it's, like, you would play, like, all these Legion halls and VFWs and all this shit. And if the promoter ran out and didn't pay you. You go to bar. his house, <laughs> yeah. Or like the, bar, the biker dude drinking at the bar would be like, "Oh, let me call the boys." Oh, his oh his names his names on the rental agreement with the room. Like, we'll go get you your money. And it's just like we never batted an eyelash. And it was yeah. just like, all right, sick. Thank you for the help." And yeah, now, exactly. it, Now it's like, oh, they're in league with this biker gang, and they're they're fucking hoodlums, dude. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah like i know stories of like bands that have just like fucking taking the promoter's keys to their vehicle like ja- oh you can't pay me okay dude There's when
1: no we we did those tours with truck. murder death kill oh god i can only imagine <laughs> and then, yeah there there were some days where i was just like uh oh <laughs> like i I love all those dudes so much but dude sometimes (laughs) it's ridiculous they were ridiculous and it and it wouldn't even be like it sometimes it wouldn't even be like the promoter left or anything it would be like they took an hour to get us their money and during that hour they were like where is this motherfucker (laughs) you know what i mean and i'm like dude chill out it's like an hour yeah chill
0: let's chill like we're all still here don't worry I, i love those
1: dudes i still i go see aaron Aaron lives in uh, Texas now, and he he comes yeah, out to tight. our shows every every time we play uh, Dallas. That's
0: tight. That's tight. Yeah, I talk to Dan every once in a while. You know. Yeah, I mean, me too. I actually, I talk to Dan sometimes. Yeah, I, I love his new like skate punk hardcore band that he's doing. That shit rips, dude. Yeah, and he's got like the whole skateboard company. It's sick. Dude, I know it's tight, dude. I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad he's like doing something that's stuck and it's fucking working out, mm-hmm. man. Because like. Mm-hmm. Regardless of him to be being a fucking hard ass, like that dude's always been a hard worker. You know, what I mean? oh, you just, and, it's insanely, up. him and him and Art
1: are both like yeah. the hardest workers, and they're like, they, they got to be fifty now, right?
0: I mean, I don't want to say that on this live, and you'd be, you know, be no. wrong. Yeah, but they're, no, they're no, no, there. no.
1: But like, I, I remember, like, I mean, they were like, they were the dads on tour when we were touring for sure. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And um. They're- easily I'm,
0: in their 40s now I, would
1: I, say. I did i did vocals for them on one of the tours we did with them
0: that's so sick
1: yeah there's a video of, of me at, at soma actually oh,
0: sick yeah
1: dude. yeah that was sick i was actually on that tour i was playing drums for bermuda playing drums for king conquer and then singing from Murder Deathkill death kill all in a row you were
0: just trying to kill yourself basically
1: it's, it sucked and then uh but you know i got ten dollars extra a day per DM. so hey, hey. <laughs> That adds up, brother. Back then, that's a, that's a lot
0: of talk dude. That's a yeah. lot of topical, especially back then, like you're yeah.
1: saying. Yeah, <laughs> back then we did not make any money. Nope. But nope. um, but yeah, so I, I did the a horror story, and then a horror story ended up turning into King Conquer, and exactly, exactly. then we kind of like rebranded a. Actually, no, we uh, yeah, we did rebrand a little bit, and we we like put out an album called Welcome to Hell and Mm -hmm. that was before we got signed we put out another ep called decomposing normality and then we shopped that out well we put it out because we didn't want a label owning it we wanted to own that ep and uh but at the time media scare you know 2009 it was late 2009 and uh media scare was like Ripping, they had all of it. They had like "Nights yep. of the Abyss, they had Blood Around Black, they had e- Ghost Inside, they had a- everyone that was ripping at the time was on yep. Media Scare, you know. So, we didn't send that EP to anybody except for Media Scare, and we overnighted it and got a call back the next day.
0: That's so sick, dude.
1: And so, we were like hyped as hell, you know what I mean. And they put us on this within the ruins Attila tour to go uh, out to California, and we, we did like You know, a week and a half with that tour out to California and sign our contracts and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they like took us in there and like showed us all this cool stuff. And we're all super hyped and didn't know anything and signed a contract that we didn't read or have a lawyer go over. And uh, so, hey, if uh, we've all all been there,
0: unfortunately,
1: if you get a contract, have a lawyer look at it. (laughs) Nowadays, I feel like it's a, you don't have to worry quite as much because yeah. that that the whole 360 deals are like kind of over it, unless it's like a fucking bullshit label you know yeah that's there are st- there are still some labels trying to give
0: 360 deals though but uh, i you know there's a i don't want to i don't want to name names but there's a big label that a lot of people would be excited to be on that's like from our genre and i've heard that that's kind of all they spit out really now for the okay. smaller, for the, for the, for the, the, like, yeah. bands.
1: I know, I know what label you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Which kind of surprised me because they have the resources to, like, really grow a band where they shouldn't need to resort to that.
1: Yeah. And there's a, there's another dude that used to work for that label that started a label, that started a new label, and he's trying to do that with, with, uh, with, with new bands. We'll talk about that after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, because, I'm now, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Cause, um, I'm, uh. I'm working with uh, that band Dealey Plaza. I used to be in that band, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm working with them right now. And actually they got some really cool news. I can't say I'll talk about that after as well. Oh, oh, cool. Have you, dude, the record. Oh, it's sick, dude. It's It's really sick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I've always loved that band. So yeah,
1: yeah. the new stuff is like, dude, it's, it's very like, it's on the verge of like that newer crossover type stuff like that i am type stuff and uh but the new deal is like way more metallica than any band that's out right now it's sick yeah
0: it's very cool um that's tight dude yeah well fuck man yeah, I remember I remember when you guys like came on the scene, I was like, this band is tight, and I didn't hear it at first. And we,
1: and we were I- like grinding. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, there was there was one year that we got signed in
0: 2010. Mm-hmm.
1: Within 365 days, we were home for three weeks total. Yeah.
0: No, you guys grinded that fucking shit out, dude. Like I remember yeah. that.
1: Yeah. But then yeah. it just got like, I don't know. It got, it got so stressful, like constantly having to find fill-ins for Adam because, you know, Adam's health, he has MS. So he, he, he couldn't do every tour. So that, that sucked. And then just <clears throat> losing the guitar player that like wrote that EP, we got signed off of and me and him wrote the America's most haunted album. And, Basically, he he left after that first year. But, I mean, dude, we toured yeah. so much. Like, I get it. Like, uh, dude, it was hard. You know, we, we toured yeah. so much and made made zero money. So, yeah. you know, he he did that. Oh, I know, brother, I know. I lived on my friend's couches that whole year. We'd be home for a week, and I'd be like, yo, can I crash at your place until we go back on tour?
0: And I did that for, like, uh, yeah. legit, like, three years. Yeah, I had a – for like so it was like – you know, because I first started touring with Arsonist. That's how I got into – the whole fucking like touring TMN culture thing. Yeah. You know, and it was like at first it was like uh, everybody was like had their own places or kind of vagranted with me. Like I had a big apartment. Um I actually it was the, it was above a storage facility. Yeah. So like it was an old office that got converted. So I had no neighbors. So at nighttime we would just get fucked up like I mean we would have all five Bands on the touring package just come get wasted at my place. Yeah, you know? I remember
1: when we toured they had just they had just stopped the OG four loco and you were buying every case of four loco that you could find that was the that was the original kind.
0: We just I just talked with somebody, fuck which I was having a conversation with somebody about that night we played the fucking uh in Pahipsky at the chance and like we fucking uh, not everybody had had, had Four Loco or like knew what it was. <laughs> And we walked out of that fucking liquor store, and we we dude we cleared that dude was like in shock because we yeah. literally cleared his whole like front fridge out of Four loco. And I just remember some some band I forget who it was, but somebody like got so drunk they passed out in the alley by the chance, and you're not allowed to <laughs> sleep there overnight. And like in the and like they couldn't move their van because everybody dude it was bad dude. But that tour was a fucking shit show because like. I was already kind of towards the end of my touring career. And I think I knew it. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I as butter as back was like the literally the reason they hired me was like we like the party. We need somebody who can hang and get business done at the same time. That was literally why they hired me. And I was <laughs> like I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I toured with arsonist for fucking years. Like, do you know those guys? Like, it's a fucking just giant fucking like whirlwind disaster party at all times yeah, yeah. You know I mean? and so it just it just fucking worked and i'm glad i did those two tours as well back. because that's i did that's how i met you guys that's how i met the thickest blood dudes like yeah i met i made so many homies on those tours like you know um uh, i don't think i made any enemies except for maybe that fucking fool the drum for this or the apocalypse but yeah i don't remember that that was like the third day of that tour remember we played some nice ass venue in like I want to say it was in Virginia or DC. And that was when I was like, everyone's using the same drum kit. And if you don't like it, you can fucking go home. And it was like the place with skate ramps inside. I I wish I remembered what it Uh, was. I don't remember. We were the only band that like had an issue with it. And I was like, you can call the guy who set up the fucking tour. I don't fucking care. Like, (laughs) I "I understand that you're left-handed. I understand that shit's a little different. I was like, we can make it work. Just let's work together. Like, it is like I have to take care of 10 fucking bands. You think I actually give a flying fuck? You know what I mean? About the second band on the package? Like, sorry. Yeah. You're also not the one paying me.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, do it. But, just do but, it. That's what it
0: was. That's what it was fucking. So, right, yeah. So fucking King Conqueror, man. Like. You know, you did that, then you had like a couple. You know, you didn't do music for a couple of years, really. And I then- did. I, I also oh, no, yeah. You were in Plaza for a little bit, right?
1: Well, no. Well, yeah, but that that wasn't like really like a, a serious thing. I just kind of did that because they didn't have a drummer at the time, and I was just like, I'll play, I'll play some shows. You know what I mean? I actually yeah. ended up writing a song that they released, and and uh, it came out really cool. But um, so basically, the whole reason so twenty. Late 2012, early 2013, can conquer, dude. We were we were killing it. Like we were <laughs> we were we were doing we were headliner tours and it was like the the shows were doing really well. We got picked up by Imperial, our Jason Malhoy started managing us, and uh, you know, back then he, he was really doing a good job, yeah. and um everything was looking very promising, except for the fact that we were done the, the second full length 1776. We got done recording that album in April of 2011 and come early 2013. Yeah. St- still hadn't been paid for it. And it was only a $3,000 record. That record cost us. It only cost us $3,000 to record it. And it, it had already been a year and a half and he, 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 he still hadn't paid for it. So we didn't have the final masters back, you know, and, that 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 was like a huge thing for for me because i was like dude we're losing all of our hype right now it's uh, it's three years after we put out the first record and we've been touring our asses off for nothing and we need to get this album out so then come i don't know it was it was probably april or may 2013 I, I, i had been uh i had been working when i wasn't on tour there was this cover band that was from here and they, they gave me a job working as like a stage hand, uh, mm-hmm. setting up, setting up stage, tearing down stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, in between tours. Yeah. And then their drummer was leaving and they're like, yo dude, we'll pay you 700 bucks a week to play drums for us. Cash. So and, that, and, cover band,
0: that cover band life, like people don't get it, dude. It's... And
1: also in Florida, the slowest months of the year are, are, uh, August, September. And yeah. we got we got August and September off, paid paid seven hundred bucks a week for both months to do nothing. Yeah, so I was like, dude, I can't pass this up. Like that's the that's one the most money I've I, ever made, like on yeah. a job. You know what I mean? And well, like two, I'm, I'm I'm still anything. playing drums. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was playing drums uh, Wednesday through Sunday every week and uh, so making seven hundred cash and it was fucking sick and so me so when I when I quit James quit because James didn't want to be in the band without me because like I was kind of like the head that, that leveled everybody on tour you know Yes, and and then I did that until like 2015 2016 so I did it for like right. two, two or three years and then like I started I started recording and um I started messing around with shit. This was like late 2014 or something. And then I was like, Oh man, I really miss playing heavy music. I started doing vocals in a band called lost fortune. Oh, okay,
0: okay. I think I remember that. I think that, yeah. Yeah
1: and uh and we just kind of like played shows around florida and like we gained hype so quick that band did and we only played like a couple shows but like they were all so sick and like we put out like four music videos right in a row we're just like i don't know it was sick and then the studio thing started kind of taking off i was working with this other dude at the time and um he he lived at my house and we would house bands at my house and just, you know, we did like, we tracked all the drums and vocals for that. Not the last rings of Saturn record, but the one before that, yes. um, we did the, the infant annihilator record, every trader's record, uh, the, f- the first body, uh, body snatcher, the first EP and the first version of death of me. And the first version of death of me is actually how I met body snatcher and um, uh okay and while i was like you know i I tracked all the drums and and stuff for that album uh i didn't play them i i tracked them at the studio and uh while i was editing drums i was like damn if if this band ever lost their drummer like this would be a band i'd tour in because it's like it's heavy like but it's like it's different heavy and like basically i was like this is like what i always wanted king conquer to be it was like yeah. just just an ass beater band you know and like and yeah. it, it made me like miss playing meme music and then a year later or two or something yeah. like that um yeah kyle medina was like hey um would you play drums for like a a show or two and i was like dude I'll 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 literally play drums and he was like what and I was like, no, like for real, I'll, I'll like play drums. And he was like, yeah. really? Because he's like huge he's a King, Co- King Conqueror, uh, yeah, King Conker, but, Well,
0: I mean, a lot and of then, us are these, he loves like, like <laughs> King Conqueror, Float Face Down, like, yeah, all the all good old heavy shit, dude, yep.
1: And he had uh, he had just uh, for the 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 Ron Memorial show for Float Face Down, Kyle, would, this was like a couple months before that, he had flown to jersey and he actually did vocals for float face down for that show that's right i forgot about
0: that and
1: uh that's how he met kyle Shope. and i've known kyle Shope, you know since 2010 because we toured with float face down a bunch of times and um and he was like hey what do you think about kyle Shope?" and i was like from float face down he was like yeah and i was like i love that guy and he was like i think i'm gonna have him play bass and i was like hell yeah." yeah and then we were like, all right, well, we need a second guitar player as well. And I was like, yo, what about Kyle Carter from Beacons? And because me, because he was in Dealey Plaza when I was in Dealey as well.
0: Isn't that how you guys met? Okay, but you, you went there anyways. So.
1: Yeah, so I was like, yo, what about Kyle Carter? And then so f- f- the only people in Body Snatcher at the time were Kyle and Frankie. Yeah. And um, uh, Frankie was like, yeah, I'll start like showing Carter – the songs and stuff like that and then we did one more tour with frankie and we get home and like two days later frankie quits <laughs> and i was like carter you're in pal
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh but like i couldn't be more thankful that all of that shit happened because yeah. the way that the band is now and like Every, the like the vision that we all have is always the same and nobody argues and it's like the music has just in my i mean in, in my opinion i feel like the, the music has matured a lot and, but also like ke- so
0: fucking heavy ass beating music
1: yeah exactly and um you know i i, I mean a lot of where the band went w- wouldn't have been without you as well so thank you for, for that. that and um you know it's just like I feel like since the member change, it's just like we went for, they went from like a stagnant band to member change. And it's just been like a constant uphill, like, like, like a good uphill, you know what I well, mean? Like man,
0: There was so much like infighting with that old lineup too. And like just fucking drama and like certain people saying they didn't want a tour. And then I would bring it up and be like, no, we never said that. Just like, just like dumb, like shit. So I'm glad it just kind of got worked out. And I, switch- I, I get it because I mean,
1: I mean, I guess I uh, know. I won't go into that. Uh, like
0: being in a I, band is hard.
1: Being in and, a band is hard, and sometimes people's personalities don't mesh, and it does exactly. make people not want a to tour. And there's people in my band right now that didn't want a to tour back then, you know, and yes, be, exactly. because because they would, you know, no matter what like people can pick on people and and like and in yeah. a funny way the to where they think that they're being funny but the person that you're picking on sometimes doesn't think it's funny and it really does ruin their day you no, know it does, yeah. so
0: and, and, and some people are too afraid to say it you know what i mean and then it, mm-hmm. you you harbor it and then it becomes like i don't fucking like you yeah exactly like, make me feel like shit <laughs> like we should be building each other up and motivating yeah. each other that's not what's fucking happening
1: so now i mean everyone in our band now we're not really the type of people that pick on people you know what i mean so it's like in our van right now it's just like somebody's having a bad day kyle showed up farts we all laugh and then nobody's having a bad day anymore <laughs> sounds,
0: about right. sounds about right yeah i can respect
1: and that that's that oh yeah we figured out the secret to being in a band and that is if somebody doesn't think farts are funny they're out we can't it can't work because if everyone thinks farts are funny, something bad happens. Somebody farts totally over it. with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's bad anymore. Everyone's I like laughing. That. I like that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There was always like, like when I told her the arsonist dudes, we had these moments where there was all this shit. We didn't disagree on, or we didn't agree on. And then there's two hours of silence and you're like, fuck, what the <laughs> fuck do, <laughs> I do I do now? <laughs> I think, I think like the worst, the worst thing, moment like that that ever happened to me we were we were in vegas and we were touring with nick from malta's old band mm-hmm. and i'm fucking driving and somebody was like oh we should start a fucking um we should start a fucking like firework war with that band and i was like guys come on like like we're in Vegas. We're not from here.
1: God, remember that used to be a thing on tour. Oh,
0: oh I'm getting there. I'm oh. getting there. It, it, it fucking it fucking resulted in. It got so bad. It would like the, they were like lighting fucking, um, all the little ones like the sparklers and like like what's the one that spins? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like them at the other band that they fucking cut us off at a light and stopped. When we were on the other side of the light. And fucking lit Roman candles and just started shooting them at the front of the arsonist van. And I'm fucking driving. <laughs> what the fuck? And they just thought it was like the funniest thing. And so like three days later, I'm dead ass asleep in the van. Right. And they, they, uh, the you know, Remy and I forget who the other guy was. I thought this was like the funniest goddamn thing. What lit, you know, the little ones that like, they're like basically like little mini helicopters. Like you light them. Yeah. And, and they, they shoot up. It. Shoot up and then they fizzle out. I'm mm-hmm. like asleep and they light like three of those and just chuck them in the van. And I was <laughs> like, "Fucking idiots!" Ah. I mean, we were fine like two days later because like yeah. I love those, but it was just like there's just sometimes you know you just there's just little things on tour that you don't think is really just going to trigger the person. Exactly,
1: you know? and that was like I totally forgot that like tour pranks that used to be a normal ass thing on tour that just doesn't really happen anymore
0: it doesn't well because i remember wait.
1: somebody put somebody put sardines in our ac vents one time mm-hmm. and i was like you fucking motherfuckers
0: um fuck dude i did that tour with um it was like Ar- it was arsonist attila I'm trying to remember who else was on that tour Is that the,
1: the, the over the limit tour yeah i think oceana was on that too yes. i think
0: yeah i, think. I, I had the forecast somewhere but um, long story short, uh, I got cockpunched on, like, a week of the shows. Vincent from A kick and Hardcore Band. And Attila tried to prank them one night, and I don't remember what happened, but it was just, like, a week of just, like, the most ignorant, like, fucking, like, raw sausages under the door handles. Like, yep. it shoved in a fucking tailpipe. Like, it was, dude, it was, like... Fucking somebody put like open a jar of mayonnaise and left it in the sun and then hid it under the seat in Attila's van. I think it was in Attila's Dude, van.
1: The funniest thing about Attila, yeah, all right. So, uh, when we were we got added to that Attila Within the Ruins tour to go yeah. sign our contracts, and uh, probably the third day that we were on that tour, and like you know, we were kind of like get, getting to be homies with everybody, especially the Within the Ruins guys. And um, my brother, you know, Adam's Adam's kind of like. Like, I don't know. He's funny if if you know him. Uh, yeah. If you knew my brother, you you'd think this is hilarious. But anyway, so we're three days in. He still doesn't know everyone's name like perfectly, right? And and Attila is going to get on stage, and Fr- Franz is like walking out, and my brother doesn't know what his name is, and and my brother's like because at the time he had really long blonde hair, and my brother's like, have a good show, Franz. <laughs> and and then he turns around, and he's like, Thanks, man. And then my brother goes, Wait, is your name actually Franz? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. And then my, my brother's like, No fucking way. <laughs> and then they're on stage, right? <laughs> and Attila has a box of pizza on the merch table. And my brother poops in it. Oh my God! <laughs> leaves it on the merch table with the with the with the box open with a huge turd on it, and they didn't have a merch guy, so they get off stage and Fra- <laughs> Franz comes back, doesn't even realize it's there, and his hand is like right next to the box, and there's just this huge turd oh and and uh, us God. and within the ruins are just like, Crying laughing And there's like kids coming up And it just smells like shit (laughs) And he he finally sees it And dude he got so mad He like throws the pizza box On the ground And like uh, I, 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 It it was
0: probably The the funniest moment of any tour I've ever been on in my life Your brother I know part of it comes from Like him having MS and stuff But like he is the quirkiest funniest motherfucker Oh yeah oh yeah I'm like the shit that he's like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be hilarious. And I'm like, no, you That's won't. And not then he just does funny. it. It's either, <laughs> it's not going to be funny and it ended up being beyond funny or it's like, you're not doing that. He's like it,
1: the the king of making people feel uncomfortable and confused yeah. at the same time. Like he'll, he goes up to random people but and he's like, he's like, like, Hey, what's up, man?
0: Like there's definitely yeah. times where you're I, like, I can't. Don't ask me for specifics, but like I can definitely tell you there's been times where like your brother was I was like, fuck, dude. Like am I be cool? Like what's up? And then, and then he's like, what's up, dude? love you, man. And I'm like, dude, yeah. she's
1: like he's like girl. got crazy eyes with like tattoos on his eyebrows and shit. <laughs> dude,
0: my favorite thing about your brother is that fucking Ninja Turtle tattoo, bro. Like Oh come mad- out of his butt. Or forget when he showed that dude like we were just talking about dumb tattoos one day and he's like i got one on my ass and i'm like oh tight and like like disclaimer for everybody watching like added if you listen to this sorry if i'm giving away some personal info he literally has one of the ninja turtles doing a thumbs up coming like it's like curved into his fucking anus like yeah it, it's 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 like, the like, michelangelo thank you it's michelangelo i didn't remember which one it was coming out of his butthole giving a thumbs up like i was like that's in fucking same dude <laughs> yeah oh man uh, well fuck dude that's holy, <laughs> shit. holy shit well fucking body snatcher man like on, that yeah. note, like on that you guys just fucking put on a new record right what's it called yeah this heavy void that's right thank you and you guys came off like a really successful like you toured to chelsea grand and you did a great headliner that was like the last two things you guys did we, d- the we fall- did
1: the we did the chelsea grand tour and then we co-headline with slaughter to prevail Oh and, yeah and then we did a then we did a uh headliner and which was like for a lot of people our, our headliner was their last show so like i'm really thankful that like we got okay. to do it when we did and uh that that tour literally did miles and miles better than i would have ever expected well, it to do
0: people, especially with like the type of music you guys play like you know, let's just, sorry if this is offensive at all, but like you guys are like the remnants of like the beatdown scene. You know, let's say that like you guys and traders and a lot of people don't take anything that comes from that scene seriously. Like, okay, a death card will take seriously, but anything that comes from that world, they didn't. So I know you guys proved a lot of fucking people wrong with those Especially headlining.
1: Especially with like, well, basically, so, we wanted to like get away from that first EP sound, you know what I mean? And the new record is way more. I mean, it, it it's not as down tempo or, or it's not as down tempo as the old stuff was, you know what I mean? It's definitely yes. way, more, it's way, it's way more fast pace, but also still aggressive and beat downy at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like the new record like really got a lot of people into the band that previously weren't into the band. And the crazy part about the headliner is that we started the tour two days before the album came out. Mm-hmm. And there was there was more people singing those new songs every single night than there were any of the old songs that we played. There, you go. there you go, dude. That, That's like that's not a thing that happens. You know what I mean? Well, like, like,
0: like an artist, that's what you want because exactly tour- and putting out a new record before the record that is always hard because you're trying to push the new songs. You're trying to push the new music and then like you have a song or two out and like, you know, there's always those people that are like, this sounds nothing like the last record. Fuck this band. You know what I mean? You never know how the response is going to be playing a new song live.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, it, it blew us out of like, I don't know. Every night I ended up like saying something to the crowd and I like, I was just like, I didn't think I was gonna say this tonight, but like the like, all right. So the first three shows were in Florida, and the first show in Orlando like did great. And and I was I was like, well, it's Orlando, it's a Friday. Like, sorry, oh Uh, yeah, it's a it's a Friday. Of course, it's gonna be good. You know what I mean? And like, then we play the second day, and I was like, all right. I mean, we're still in Florida. It's a Saturday. Of course, it's gonna be good. And they would play Tampa and it's like, all right, today, like on the way there, we're like, all right, Tampa normally doesn't do as good as Orlando. It's also a Sunday because I always have low expectations.
0: Like I, I just do, you know, and sometimes, uh, sometimes you got it with what we do, because it's yeah. like if you shoot for the moon and you I, fall, I'd, ra- hard. I'd,
1: I'd rather be surprised than let down basically. Exactly. And uh, we get to Tampa. We've never sold that much merch ever and, in and, and Tampa. Or, like, in general, as we did that night. And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to make JB happy. And JB was a very happy camper that night. (laughs) And uh, um, so we're like, all right, Florida. It's probably like, you know, we're in Florida. Of course, like, the next day is a Monday. It's going to not be that good. We're playing playing Atlanta. And it was a door deal, actually. And uh, we get to Atlanta on a Monday at Masquerade crushes we end up making more than our guarantee that night off a door deal and we're like damn we're like all right and then literally every day for the rest of the tour we went through the same thing like all right well you know today today might be the day that's like not that good and like ended up
0: crushing every single night i remember you know (laughs) the corner guys telling me that like was it like fucking Oklahoma City? Was like a Monday or so, like some fuck day of the week, and you guys broke two hundred people or something like
1: that? It was, dude. Oklahoma City was uh, was almost three hundred people, and we it, and our tour pulled more than Whitechapel did the week the week prior.
0: Which is like Oklahoma City is just a that's a fucking rough market these days,
1: dude. It was, in... but it also helped that we had uh, strangled with us and str- str- strangled from there, but. um even them, they were like, "Dude, we've never seen this venue like this before," and uh, it was. I watched that night. I got in a little trouble, not necessarily trouble, but uh, strangled makes me do bad things to people. And
0: that band is just
1: just it's Oof. dumb.
0: That's the only adjective I It's dumb, not in that, a disrespectful way. Nope. It's just dumb.
1: Like, there is there is no band out right now that makes me want to be more violent than that band. Oh my god! And the the crazy part is like. Like their singer. You saw him in person. There's no nobody on this earth that would try that guy.
0: Yeah. No, I've <laughs> yeah. seen I it was you or you or uh, fucking Kyle. Somebody posted like a video of you guys like just kind of hanging out with them. And I was like, What the fuck, dude? That dude, dude is like harm 40 too, dude.
1: Yeah, he's like he's like six six or something, and just massive.
0: That's insane, dude. Insane. And-
1: very nice guy very scary on stage like even if you know him and you're if you're standing anywhere near the stage like you need to watch because he, he'll literally like grab you and headbutt you or something like it's fucking so sick
0: like i remember fuck dude that, the first time i ever saw ion dissonance oh i
1: love that band.
0: Launchpad in uh albuquerque yeah 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 so that was the first time don't ask me why the first time i ever saw ion Dissonance was in albuquerque but it was and it was when they had the old, like, beefy bass player, like the, the Yoke dude. I never and, saw I am Dissonance. Oh, shit. Well, I love that band, too. So so when they first did, like, the first, like, two records, you know what I mean? They had, like, this beefy dude that played bass. And, like, he was fucking shredding it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, somebody was headbanging too hard or, like, so, I don't I don't remember exactly what happened. Long story short, the bass player just straight up was, like, getting into it and just literally fucking just kick some dude in the crowd, just right in the face. I, I wish was just, I
1: mean, I get it. It's not okay to be violent anymore, but when I first started going to shows, it was like way more than okay. Like, like people, that was like a huge selling point and people valued that so much and they wanted it. Like there, there was a band from Florida called maniac and they had three vocalists and dude i remember the craziest show (laughs) they used to do this like battle of the bands thing here but it was like all like high school like you know like pop punk bands and stuff like that but they would like let other bands play and maniac they were like dude, we're going to play and we're going to do something fucking crazy this year. And I was like, sick. And they were all a little bit older than us. I think they're all like like 40 now. But um, they, they filled up three pinatas with baby powder. And get it, th- this is at a community school in the gym. And they go to play and they go, who likes cocaine? And they throw all three of them out and just powder flies everywhere. And like, they're like a grind band, you know, and they just like start throwing their microphones straight at people, and it was the craziest fucking shit. And everyone fucking loved it except for the cops, but like oh. everyone that was there was like, you know, they'd never you, you'll never forget that show ever. I actually have a little DVD of it that uh, that I, <laughs> of that show still. It's I crazy.
0: Remember, I don't know, did you guys the King Conqueror ever play the 418 project that old spot in Santa Cruz I used to use?
1: i don't
0: know so it's just like it's it's just like a yoga it's just like a yoga room the room holds uh, no. maybe 300 people maybe like 250 comfortable. like i i used to put like 600 people in that room because that was back in the day when nobody gave a shit but like, yeah i remember one of the other promoters in town that i worked with we booked municipal waste and i had never gotten to see the waste live and this was like right when they were put, they hadn't put out the art of partying yet. Oh, really? Dude, that was like the best album in the world. Oh, dude. I'm going to listen to that album after we get off this this podcast. And so I fucking show up, right? Like they had, they had like asked me to come help with the door, like security or something. And I was like, dude, like, and out here like thrash is, is always prevalent, but it's never, it's not huge. Like there's no such thing as a sold out thrash show like on a like when it's a smaller thrash band it's only the big, yeah. you know what i mean i walk into the room there's 480 i think three people paid this is a room that has two two ways two exits and that's it chris and one is a normal door mm. and the other is a double door so that's too many people for this room right i walk in and all i remember seeing is and this is an all ages show in the back of a fucking yoga studio keep this in mind they had that fucking, like, skull, spinal cord bomb thing. And the singer is just fucking dousing the crowd with beer. And they fucking pull out boogie boards. And they're just like, whoever can crowd surf from the front to the back gets free merch. And it was just like, it was literally like, there's a lot of times people say, like, they're like a party metal band or whatever. Like, that, sh- that I felt like I was in a fucking house show. And it oh, was yeah. It yeah. It was a party and i'll never talk shit about that band. i will never downplay that experience like that band is in fucking sane like, oh, yeah. everything I, I, ever-
1: I saw them at, at state theater here like right when art of Party came out and it was like dude w- when that album came out they were on top of the world dude they were selling out everything and uh but yeah the, there's a video of of king conquer playing in like 2008 with boogie boards and people crowd surfing and shit too <laughs>
0: I miss that shit, dude. Like, the only time you ever see it is like the goofy bands, like. um,
1: Pop punk bands, like.
0: Or ska bands. Like, dude, I remember I went and saw, like, Set Your Goals Tour with, like, the Aquabats and Less than Jake. Mm. Weird, but, I mean, it worked. You know what I mean? And then, like, Gallows was the opener, so it was, like, a super weird package. But, like, Aquabats start playing. You know, it's like a bunch of grown men in fucking cartoon outfits. Yeah. And, like,. They fucking literally like bring a pump up on stage, and they instead of like boogie boards, they inflated two different size kiddie pools. <laughs> that's and they were fucking like, sick. Not finishing our set until we have a crowd surf race. And I have, did, did you guys play Slims at all on that? That's where you played on the Chelsea Grintour, Tour, right?
1: Slims, uh, yeah. Sam San Fran. Um, is it like a venue? Walk into it, the right. A bunch of
0: poles down the middle
1: i believe so i think that was a that was that was the worst show of that tour i think
0: well that's because there's there's a big culture issue in san francisco where the clubs don't put locals don't involve the local scene they're just like it's just, they're just the normal buy <clears throat> shows and put on the calendar like that that show should have gone to like one of the other promoters in the area Not yeah even, I, I don't think
1: know, there I, was an there was an opener at all on that show
0: Myself, but it, there's multiple metal people in Northern California that show sure should have gone to, and it would have been way better. Yeah. Anyways, so it's that venue. So you have like three poles on each side of the room. Yeah. And so they were, were like, okay, they split the crowd in half, and they we all thought they were gonna do like some some weird skull wall of death or something, and it was like, no, like you have to, you have the crowd has to crowd surf race these, and they pulled two kids out of the audience, they pluck them up. They're like parents. Are you okay with this? Parents, are you okay with this? And then like, I put them in these kiddie pools, and like the crowd races them around these these streets, <laughs> figure eights. And then they got back up, and like the kid that won, they gave him like basically like one item of everything at the merch booth for free. Like hooked his parents up with like free drinks, and then like they just went on to finish their set. And I was like, that is just yeah, that's so sick. It was sick. Even though they're like a fucking ska band which i know not a lot of people care for that style of music anymore which is fine but like always their they're, their ska shows are always so fucking entertaining and yeah. that's why i love seeing like war musical way shit like that's like coming into our scene well it has been for a long time but even more so now yeah so but fuck dude well you know what i ha- i have a couple we've been we've been we've been vibing dude we're at 50. <laughs> yeah uh i do have one like one like technical, like industry thing I just want to talk about with you, like on the note of your recording stuff, like have, have you felt like with everything going on with COVID and, and all the political dissonance That's what I'm referring to it as like, has that affected your business much or has it been like, Um, I know you kind of did a discount for a while on bands wanting to record because of it. Right.
1: Yeah. I did like a little bit of a discount and just to like help, help bands that were, that were recording themselves basically i was doing a discount like for mixing and mastering only cool. yeah and um basically i i honestly i i mean maybe i've been hit by it a little bit but not enough for me to actually notice it okay. um i've actually been very very fortunate these last 3 3 years to like i've mean i've i've pretty much been booked all every time i'm not on tour i've been booked yeah. so like i'm I'm very very thankful for for all all the bands that continue to work with me and stuff like that no yeah but um
0: you're always busy you're always talking about like i mean you i mean you're always messaging me like yo i checked check this band out
1: yeah yeah and that's another cool thing that like i'm glad you brought that up actually because like you know a lot of a lot of people a lot of people want to or like bands they want to go to these these big name producers and stuff like that. And like, it's great. You, you really can get a lot for your, for, for the massive amount of money that you're going to spend with these Mm -hmm. people. But I feel like I'm like, I love the heavy music scene and, and a lot of people, a lot of people aren't like that as into it as I am. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm, I, the heavy music scene is like my life. And when I'm on tour, I talk to everybody. I watch yeah. w- while we're on tour, uh the Facebook event pages, I find the local bands. I listen to those local bands before we get to the show. And I watch the if I think they're sick, I watch those local bands beforehand. Yeah. And then I go up and talk to them. And everybody that comes at merch table, I talk to. But so basically every band that comes here and works with me, if mm-hmm. I think that the album is good. I reach out to people like you, to people like Mike, to people like Scott, to people, you know what I mean? And like the amount of bands that I've gotten signed or that I've gotten on management or I've gotten on yeah. to booking agencies or something like that is, is huge. And, and a lot of bands don't, don't realize that I do that. And, um, I think that's just like a cool, a cool thing to say. Well, it's, like,
0: it's like, you know, and like, uh, it, there's a slight chance that this episode gets really viewed and I get a lot of shit for what I'm about to say, but I don't fucking care. There is a band, so I do on the side. um I do consultation for like some bands. You know, I charge them, you know, like fifty bucks to, to talk to them for an hour. I review their EPKs. I review all their music. I don't charge them for the review part. I talk. It's fifty dollars for an hour phone call, which I think is a pretty fair price for. Being in the industry for 15 years. But yeah. anyway, not, not the point. Um, there's a band that I've been working with that did that. And like, they hit me up. They showed me the music, told me they were going to go to Andrew Wade. And I was like, cool. He's going to be perfect for your sound. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, he said he loves our pre pro and this and that. And he's going to show us some labels. And like, and I was like, stop. I was like, that is not going to happen. I was like, unless you 100% have radio markability, have something that will directly put money in that guy's pocket after the fact don't count on that like i, I mean know.
1: people a lot of producers will do that but yeah they will take a percentage of of, of your royalties yeah.
0: so, so there's that they either take the percentage or a lot of people will say like oh yeah i have these connections like I'll, I'll, of course i'll email your 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 shit around a few places to get the sale you know, I know a lot of engineers that do that. I'm, you're not one of them at all. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I back you is because you are like, yo, this band is fucking sick. Someone should at least check them out. Maybe give them some advice or whatever. Yeah. And you fucking do that. And more, and like that there's that. And there's, there's also a lot of people like, you know, you record and you mix a master, but like, I know that you don't have a problem telling somebody like, yo, that part sounded like shit, you should redo it. Like there's so many people that are afraid to be like the producer
1: no, dude, I, I'm, I'm I always that. very involved in, like, if there's a part where I think that, that this transition should be completely different, mm-hmm. we will, we will sit there and rewrite the part in studio, yeah. you know what I mean? If, if, if the band's okay with it, you know, I was just gonna say, I, I always put my input in because mm-hmm. you know i i've been doing it for so long and then you know even most nine times out of ten a band's like oh i don't know and i'm like just do it listen to it and then we do it and they're like oh holy shit that's fucking yeah. sick you know
0: well and that's what you're being paid for like so many people that are like you know you don't work in some like huge recording studio so yeah. like people come to a, a place like that and just get the bare minimum services like hey our songs are done like record us thanks bye and like but that's what makes the difference is like doing that extra leg like i have yeah. a, i have a band you know let's go you know it was like a year and a half ago they went to a studio they went somewhere where i was like i don't think he's the right sound for you but they wanted to go to him he was their friend and i, I stayed out of it and then we got halfway through the session and i showed up to the studio and i come in and the vocalist hadn't been there that day and they were like jimbo's not getting the sound right Blah 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 blah, blah. you know what i mean like you know like himbo himbo blah, 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 you know i'm not i'm not trying to use his real name you know yeah I mean? um and they're like you know he he's not getting it you know what i mean and i was like well i was like this guy we're calling him himbo you know what i mean i was like himbo the bimbo let's just call him that from now on uh you know what i mean i was like well why is it and they're like well he's just you know he won't do what we want. Like, we think this will sound better. And he just doesn't know how to do it. As I like looked at the producer and I go, yo, like, can you try to coax him? Like, you know, he respects you. He listens to you. You're helping with the record. And he was like, Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess like, I've never really been asked to do that. And I was like, the fuck (laughs) that's that's your job. Like, it's not my job to come in here and kick their, kick their asses into shape. This isn't the fucking, this isn't Motley Crue in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, like, you're if you want producing credits on the record like if you want to say it wasn't just mr master by you then produce the damn record like this isn't hard yep i mean a lot of i get it to a certain extent
1: nowadays because like you know people like people like me and other people that are still working out of their out of their homes Mm -hmm. um you know bands don't feel like a lot of bands and labels don't feel like people like us like deserve the credit or deserve the pay that we did, that I I mean I, I honestly feel like I deserve more money than what I ask and but I ask the amount that I do because of the fact that people are like oh he doesn't deserve that much money because he's working out of his house but they'll go pay gladly gladly pay bigger producers forty grand for a record or you know thirty grand for a record and, um, I forget where I was going with that. Um, oh yeah. But all right. So people like him, because you know, we are making so much less money. It's hard to, it's hard to be like, yeah, I'll help you write this for, for not, you know, you're getting, you're getting 500 bucks a song and, and then, and then you're going to help them write it as well. And you're, you know, when there's other people out here doing this, like, you know, I I feel like I do just as good of a job as a lot of these uh, as a lot of top name people that I, that I look up to, and um,
0: but you don't get the same treatment in return. I, I I don't
1: I don't get the same credit. I don't get the same treatment, and so you know it it, it is harder to to put in a hundred percent on helping somebody write a song, um, that you're not getting paid for, or not getting credit. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, like- there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of big bands, um uh that i've helped write a lot of stuff for <laughs> you know
0: yeah well i think and i you know to me like you know i am not a musician so it's it's i guess it's kind of a biased argument but that whole sticker where it would like it would say for fans of and then it would say like produced by the legendary jamie king or produced by this produced by that that never mattered to me now i do know it does help sell records like especially like you see oh you know kurt produced this or zeus produced this funny oh, I mean? um, yeah but put- I think- to me personally, like I even tell my, I even tell, even if they're not bands on my roster, just bands I work with, where I'm like, go to someone that gets your sound right and you you vibe with in the studio because the end result is better than the the, the potential connection. That
1: um, that is 100 right. the best thing because if you vibe with somebody's personality, I mean, dude, you could you could have the best dude in the world and, and if you don't get that your their personality and you guys aren't vibing in the studio it's going to be a horrible experience and, and like when, whenever you go record with somebody that producer should be he should treat you like like your best friends and you guys like i mean
0: yeah
1: i know i i know i do and i i literally stay in contact with every band that i've recorded and i talk to every to all of them on like a regular basis you know what i mean Like guest list them every time we're we're in the city that they live in and stuff like that. And it's like always try and get them on shows. Always try and get them. Should be you know like
0: you do that. um, You know Cody Cody from Spites really. What the fuck? Hello, hello, you there? Ah. Oh. Oh, my internet might be pooping out.
1: Wait, I can I can hear you now, kind of for a second.
0: Okay, well, I think we're good now. Uh, okay, you know, basically, like you know, Cody will always tell me like, "Yo, like I know you haven't really booked this band much, but like the new material is sick. Check it out." Like that's the type of ah. mm. shit. Hold there on, we go. hold
1: on one second. Let me uh, let me let me text the wife real quick and tell tell her to take her phone off Wi-Fi.
0: Oh yes, I know I know that I know how that routine goes. But well, I mean it's all it's all good, dude. We're you know we're uh, the recording thing is like you you go the extra mile, bro, and like you know anybody that watches this that wasn't sure about recording with Chris, I 100 percent recommend it. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the episode with me. We've Thank- done work together. I don't manage Body Snatcher anymore. I make i literally am making zero money by telling you to work with chris right now so so, you know what i mean like we're still we're just homies he does a good product he does a good job he knows his shit and he will tell you if you fucking suck you know what i mean and that's something that everybody needs to hear because there's a lot of people that just take money to record and put out like a dog shit product you know what i mean like yeah
1: sucks and if anybody does want to come record um i uh i own a house I have an extra bedroom basically that I like, I put bands in. I let them sleep here for free. It's got a a queen bed, a futon, TV, PlayStation. So, like, it sleeps like four people comfortably, but I've slept five. And, uh, but uh, everything's, everything's super chill here. And, you know, how's everyone for free? The yeah. recording cost is very cheap compared to a lot of places that 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 put out the same quality. Yeah, and um, turnaround time is
0: insanely fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. I remember when we finished that that second body snatcher record, I was like, Chris, when can we have this done? And you were like, When do you need it. And I was like, You can't get this done in like what it was at like thirteen days.
1: Dude, and we we and I don't we know, like. Were, I don't like
0: days you were like here hi
1: yeah we we wrote and recorded all five of those songs in like six days
0: yeah yeah that's and what it then, was and then
1: i and then i had you the product back like a day after we were done yeah, we were, i was
0: like oh okay cool yeah. That's sick. yeah yeah that's fucking tight dude all right well i have a couple exit questions because we're gonna wrap yeah we're getting up there in time uh i just have a few I asked this, uh, the, the last few things are something I ask every guest. So there's a little bit of continuity to my show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, first thing, the cheesiest of all questions. What's your favorite color? Green. That's so tight. Same here. That, that is the color. It's weird.
1: It's weird because I don't wear anything green or like, I don't use the color green for anything, but for some reason I always say my favorite color is green.
0: Dude, I'm the same way. I have like one green shirt, I think. And, Trina just bought me a pair of shoes with some green on them, and that's it. But, so like,
1: if I'm going putt putting, green ball is mine.
0: Dude, I, dude same. same. <laughs> I love that. Green is currently leading the show with purple being second place. So, so really? I, okay. Oh, yeah. I definitely approve of that answer. Uh, okay. What is your favorite food that you can only get on tour? That I can only get
1: on tour.
0: Yeah,
1: Cali burritos. Any burrito shop in California? It's got the steak, the French fries, the sour cream. Uh, oof. Yeah, Sun. That uh, dude. There's a lot. We're, we're a food band, dude. We stop. I know you need food. Um, let's see. What's another one? Uh, d- definitely the Cali Burritos, though, is my favorite. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your favorite? food and just in general
1: in general probably burritos (laughs) um two for one i'll take it i like all i like all all food i am like some days i'm like yo everyone hates cc's pizza but i'm like dude give me some alfredo sauce and i'm gonna dip that pizza in the alfredo sauce and i'll kill that
0: you get the mac and cheese pizza dipped in the alfredo sauce game over
1: yep shit rips dude I also really like uh, sweet tomatoes. You ever been to Sweet Tomatoes?
0: Uh, I have. That place is good.
1: It's like a salad bar, like mm-hmm. all you can eat salad bar, soup and salad bar. Dude, I love that place.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have like two, I think, in the Bay. I think, but there's not a lot out here in Cali. But we have some. Can't
1: can't go to them now because you know.
0: I know, I know. Um, okay. Uh, I have I have some questions. So the last two or three guests I've had have all talked about this without me bringing it up. So uh-huh. I'm actually adding them as formal questions for the, the okay. closing of the show. You don't have to explain because they're, they're dicey questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sheets or Wawa?
1: Shut the fuck up. Um, Oh God damn it. It really depends on my mood. Ooh. Have not it, yet. If I'm feeling naughty, and I'm trying to like be very irresponsible and unhealthy. Sheets. <laughs> oh. Sheets
0: she,
1: she, she, she has more fried stuff.
0: Yes, they do. Which is and
1: uh, and then they got all the sauces and stuff. But Wawa, like for coffee, Wawa has really lit coffee. Actually, all, like their their frozen coffees, iced coffees, and regular coffees, they're they all rip. And Wawa has better subs. Okay.
0: Okay, fair, fair. Now this is the tough one.
1: You ready? Yeah.
0: In and out or Whataburger? Five Guys. Fuck yeah, I love you, dude.
1: <laughs> and I, I, I like, I like both of them, honestly. Yeah. And uh when I'm in Texas, I like Whataburger. Actually, you know what's weird? Is I eat In and Out in Texas more than I eat it in California. <laughs>
0: That was about that, well, because because you can get burritos and other good shit over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So whenever we, what is dude? There's a place on your way to uh, on uh, in San Diego that has like the best.
0: Oh, that burritos ever place. Like
1: it's the burritos.
0: Yeah, I, fuck, I always forget what it's called. Every all the bands eat there though.
1: I keep wanting to say it's called like Alvin's or something like that, but I don't think it's that.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Kyle Shope would know.
0: Yeah, next time you're in uh, next time you get to play Vegas, there's a place called Alberto's. Go there and get the breakfast burritos. All right. Um all right, tight. Um I don't think I'm forgetting any. I think that's all my 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 like basic 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 questions. Um so the last question is how I end every show. Um it's a tough one. Can so, I see you one? Oh yeah,
1: go shoot, shoot. Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich
0: or Popeyes? I have not had the new Popeyes chicken sandwich that everyone has been raving about. But in general, Chick fil A, I like the flavor better. because. But they're, I'm also a side guy. It's like their fries and sauces are.
1: I I love Chick fil A sauce, but dude, whenever you have a chance, you need to get the spicy chicken sandwich from Pop well, I'm on. also
0: not trying to support Chick fil A anymore because. True,
1: very, very true.
0: Person, but it's like, it just keeps getting worse with those guys, dude. Yeah, like, it's yep. like, oh, okay, In and Out donated to the. You know, to the Trump political campaign, every company does that on one side of the border or the other. Yeah. But Chick Fil A is just straight up, just shitty. Yeah, just fun. yeah, it's yeah. Like just and it sucks because I love those fucking goddamn French fries, man.
1: I know I love the Chick Fil A sauce,
0: dude. Oh god, it's so good. <sighs> I'm like it's... sitting here scratching my sides. Oh, I'm hungry. I right now. Yeah. <laughs> all like, Katrina oh, and I are doing this diet right now, which is actually like helping me a lot. I've already lost like, I lost like. Yeah, you look, you look great thanks so yeah i lost like almost 10 pounds in a little more than a week what are you doing uh it's called Arbon. it's like um it's two shakes a day and that you do like guarana fizzes instead. I, of i know
1: um, Ar- Arbon is i, I actually have all, some at the house but uh my girl,
0: and stuff yeah,
1: yeah my girlfriend is a uh, a beach body coach
0: Oh, okay. and
1: so she does like almost like same type of stuff except for we work out and die every day and it sucks yeah, I mean it doesn't suck. The workouts are actually really good. It's it's like it's it's literally like like Netflix for workouts.
0: Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is like fucking, um, you know, it it really promotes like gut health.
1: Yeah, that's, that's how like, they, they have a thing like called Netflixing.
0: like mm-hmm. just like Netflix, like getting you off preservatives, off fast food, off caffeine. And I and I, I needed help with that. I've been like when I get depressed when I'm stressed, I eat. So like thing going on. Uh. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've been. Uh, that's a, that's how I was too. But then I got uh, I went to the doctor and I he was like, saw my blood pressure and he was like, Whoa, dude! and I was like, What? and he's like, Your blood pressure is really high, and I was like, What? and it, like, my blood pressure was like, I forget what it was, it was like 150 over 98 or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: mine was like, mine was like when I went in two years ago, that's when I started losing all this weight. Was like he was like they I walked in and they were like you should be in a fucking hospital, like with how high your blood pressure was and I was like, I feel fine like I don't feel like you know like- yeah
1: that's how I was too and like so now I've been uh, I've been doing the 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 dash diet which is basically a diet specifically to help your blood pressure they put they and- put me on that. And it's you're nothing. Yeah, it's, it's nothing insane. It's just like, hey, you can only have this many wheat grains and this many meats and blah blah blah. The only thing
0: I didn't like about that diet was the meat portion size. So that. small. Yeah, threw me off. That I was like,
1: you can have like one piece of meat this big a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, word. Okay. The final question. Um, so you know, you're you're a businessman and you're also a musician. Uh, you know so sometimes there's you know we act a certain way in the business in front of the people that aren't close to us but also sometimes your fans kind of like put you on a pedestal you know what i mean yeah like is there something about you like a hobby you have or a personality trait or a characteristic about yourself that like you wish more people knew or recognized about you
1: um basically you'll probably never meet somebody that prides themselves on good morals, but like more than I do. I feel like, I feel like I have, I'm, I don't know. I, I I just feel like I I have very good. I have a very good moral compass and I feel like I'm, I'm, I I don't want to boast about myself, but I do, but I do feel like I'm a really good person. And uh, I feel like a lot of people don't know that just because like, you know, the way I look or something like that. Or or like
0: you play or yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So like, yeah, I I pride myself hugely on being a a good person. Yeah.
0: Good. That's fuck. That's that is, I think my favorite answer I've received in like all 30 episodes I've done. Cool. I like that. that. That's sick. Thank you. That was sick. All right. And I
1: also like to go fishing.
0: Oh, see, did I know that about you? I feel like, I, I, go, I, know, I go fishing I a lot. You told me you go fishing, but I didn't know it was yeah. like huge for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, all right. I love that. I love that. All right, well, Chris, thank you for joining me. Uh, how thank can you for having me. You? How can everybody find you on the interwebs?
1: Uh,
0: Instagram, Chris White at
1: 1776. Um, 1776recordings.com is my website. You can email me, Chris at 1776recordings.com. And uh, Facebook Body Snatcher, Facebook Seventeen Seventy Six Recordings, Facebook Chris Whited.
0: And, I think what it, and then the socials for the band are all Body Snatcher FL right everywhere. Yep,
1: yep. every every social is
0: yep. Sick. Sick. there you go, there you go. Uh, everybody, those links for Chris will be in the description of the video down below. Um, so peep those, please. Don't 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 be shy. Chris is a great dude. If you love heavy music, check out his fucking band uh if you live well anywhere but especially on the eastern seaboard and you need some quality recordings and you play heavy music go to chris you will not be disappointed
1: or if you just need something mixed and master just send it send it over the, over the interwebs yes there you go
0: there you go yeah he, he also just does mixing and mastering so if you record from home holler at the boy uh thanks for checking out another episode of joel cupcake unedited uh you obviously know who i am this has been chris Thanks, brother. I appreciate you being here. Everybody, hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. I would appreciate you, and we will see you next week.